Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Uh, I'm Gav and with me I have got Keith, I have got Kev and the returning, not retired, Shawnee Lawson. Um, Shawnee had a gall to go on holiday for two weeks. People were like, where's Shawnee gone? He fucking, he's left the channel. He doesn't do podcasts anymore. And we're like, chill the fuck out. <coughs> uh, Shawnee is back and we've loads and loads and loads to talk about. Um, Shawnee, how are you? How was your holidays? Muted. Can't hear him. No, can't hear you. Come back to you in a second. Keith, how do you reckon Sean's holidays were? I'd say they were great. I'd say they were great. You know, they looked to have a great time in 60. They were great. Hours. They were great. They, oh, they were great. Go on, tell us. They were great. A few gremlins here. Sorry, lads. A few weeks off. You know what I mean? Dust off the cobwebs and all that. Yeah, it was great. Um, big... Big family holidays, got to leave the caravans at home, all the Lawson's went away. Yeah. There was there hasn't the been that many caravans. Car- the amount of caravans in Dublin Airport, there wasn't a pikey convention, trust me. But uh, no, it was great. The whole lot was going away. We had a, a great time and a bit of time away from football because to be honest with you, I was Jesus sick of it. Um but I'm delighted now to be back and like the, the Reds are back in pre-season tomorrow, so the ball will literally be rolling from tomorrow. And who knows? It might be another another um another case where it's just non-stop until March, May, February, January. See, I don't even know what month I'm talking about. All the way until the end of next season. So happy days. I hope you didn't miss me too much. No, we didn't. Um, <clears throat> well, we did a bit. Keith, how are you? I'm great. Delighted Shawnee's back, you know what I mean? It felt like we were, no disrespect to Emma and anyone else who stood in, but we were missing one of the, the fattest of the fat back four, and it's great to have him back. So uh, I'm happy, everyone's happy, the, listen, the viewers are happy, the listeners are happy, everybody's happy. Good stuff. Kev, how are you? I'm really good. Really yeah. good weekend of sport. I blast today. Absolute blast today with the remote control flicking around between all the stuff that was on. 
trying to catch up with the hurling, the Limerick in the Kilkenny game. But I was glued to the Grand Prix. Glued to that Grand Prix all day long. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I just watched that on the Friday. Roll on the Chris won't let me talk about it. Don't mind. You fucking talk about it if you want. Don't be minding, Chris. Um, but no, it was a cracking, cracking Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, on Friday, we done a show about Mo Salah signing a new contract. Me and Kev were on that show along with, um, who else was on the show? Luke and Chris. Luke and Chris. Um, so I'm going to get Keith and Shawnee's feelings on it because they haven't spoken about it yet. Um, Keith, I'll come to you first. Mo Salah signs a new deal. Two-year extension to what he's on already, so three years, 2025. Rumoured to be somewhere around 300 to 350,000 a week. Don't know it for definite. I don't know if anyone's told us for definite, but that's the rumoured numbers. But um, great to see the club get that done, um, find a way to get it done, because it looked like it was not close in the last couple of months. But how are you feeling about it? How big is it? Yeah, it's great. It's It gives the feel-good factor, you know what I mean? It puts that back in. Now, whether we all sort of had our opinions on it, and I think, I, I would I'd say we're all of, this, of the same opinion that we wanted Salah to, say, to stay, but the idea of this circus going into next season where he was going to be asked every single game about a contract, that was the most daunting. And, you know, the, the thought of it was just fucking driving me mad. So I was nearly of the opinion of just get rid of him, just get rid of him. But when he signed the deal, I was fucking delighted because, you know, we fell into not a, a little false hopefully a false sense of um, dealing with Mo Salah for the last six months of last season. And let's be honest, he wasn't great by any stretch. He had a few good games, but he wasn't doing the numbers that we'd expect from him. I put that down to a blip and not and going forward. I'm delighted the club got it done. I'm delighted with the length of the contract as well, because one of the things I'm sceptical about, and look, it's not my money, it's not my club, so, so I don't really care. But the thoughts of giving a five-year deal, and breaking the bank was a little bit sort of, I don't want to really see the club going down that route, but a two-year extension, two-year extension isn't that bad. It's a nice little um, nice little deal they've done. So, yeah, I'm delighted with that. They, they've obviously given Salah a huge pay rise. As we said, the, the figures are out there reported to be 350 a week. Still heavily incentivized. Um, and, you know, it will be interesting to see other deals how they go going forward? Like, will this be setting a precedent or will it not? I, I don't know. The big ones are all tied down. I think the Allison, Van Dijk, Trent. Um, so I don't know who the next sort of um, sort of big one will be up for the nil. Uh, it won't be Bobby, it won't be Nabby, it won't, won't be these boys. But, you know, the next big, big player that comes up, it will be interesting. But look, we got this one over the line. As I said, it gives you that sense of next season, Going well, this season's in a few weeks. Going into it now, knowing that your front three, our front five, our front six, or whatever way we want to call it, is your front six. It's not these three, these four, and Salah because he's on the way out. You know what I mean? So it gives you that sense of security and stability that I think we we could do it because one of the another thing that we were sort of saying on and off off topic but was around midfield reinforcements and leaving too much to do next season with the fact that we had Bobby and Mo as well to replace up front and it takes that out of the 
the equation as well. So I think all around, it's a great bit of business for Liverpool. I think every fan has to be uh, delighted with it. And just a word on Rami Abbas, absolutely stitched everyone up on on Friday. He put out his little smiley face to eat. I went fucking mad. I was like, yeah, there's another one with the hand. Yeah, there we go. All the boys. <laughs> I was going fucking mad about it. And he absolutely, as soon as I saw the club reacting, I said, oh, hell, what's going on? This is... This is a bit iffy, so I, I thought there might have been something down when I saw that, but when he put his tweet out, Jesus Christ, he, he had everyone on strings and um, look, fair play. All's well, that ends well, so I'd say. Yeah. Shani, you know, Salah is away on holiday. Um, I think they were doing the they were doing the kind of reveal um videos early Friday morning. So it would have been probably a great a week, ten days beforehand and you can kind of read back into stuff Salah done, like standing on the edge of his boat with his hands in the air, celebrating a few days previous or a week previous, you know, looked like he's having a great time. You can read more into that, but, you know, it's kind of split a lot of people. This this contract talk, you know, do you pay him? Do you not? Um, do you let it run? You know, if, if we can't find a way to, to sort this, do we let it run out? Do we sell him? There's been loads and loads of stuff on it. Um, but overall, Shani, it gets done. And he's here for three more seasons. Um, it can only be good, can't it? Like, there's, there's just no negatives to this. No, look, listen, I would say I'm more surprised than anyone about this because I was probably resigned to, to Mao going, if not, if not at the end of next season, that this summer probably from March, because I just felt like it was one of them things that we kind of all had in our heads. Like, if this is not done by summer, it's just going to drag on. It's going to be a distraction and, it, it wouldn't have suited anybody and my main grievance was it was the way look don't get me wrong I still think his agent is a dickhead I, I'm not going to backtrack on that I think the way he handled the the issue back in January February when it all started breaking was wrong I think Mock and Klopp <clears throat> in the press conference was long and I think to be honest with you the fact that they kind of played up to that in the reveal was, was probably some way to go and probably repaired in his relationship with the fan base as if to say oh look we've done it again and it was all a bit of a joke last time well no like you are a dickhead and look at the end of the day he did what he had to do the club obviously are going to try to get the best deal for them and he's obviously going to get the, the try to get the best contract for for his his client and that's just how it is but I didn't see it happening I didn't see the club bending I, I don't know I'd love to know where the compromise was made was it on the club side was it on Mao's side or was it both of them kind of meeting in the middle and saying here? And judging by the length of the contract, I would say it was probably a meeting of two words saying, look, we'll pay you this, but we're only going to give it to you for this long. And maybe that would do. And it got done. Look, it's something we don't have to deal about now. It's not another can kick down the road until the end of next season where you're thinking, oh, because look, people are using this to say, oh, look how great the owners are. But at the same time, you don't realise that this is more cost-effective for the owners. It would have cost the owners more money to bring in a replacement probably on 150 grand a week and paying 70, 80 on a transfer. It would have cost you more or less the same over time with no guarantee. One thing Mo has done since he's come in is, is guaranteed goals. The fella's output has been unbelievable since he came in. And to be honest with you, I think the contract shit actually affected his game in the back end of the season. Look, he had a long season. He played a lot of games. He lost the AFCON final. 
I think he struggled since February on, and I think it was now it was no surprise because all of this shit was going on in the background. So let's hope now that with the contract sorted, we see Mo back to his very, very best because, look, up until Christmas, he was the best player in the world for me. I've said that on many shows and I thought he really struggled in the second half of the season. So we can only be the benefactors of this now with the player who scores more goals and assisted more goals in the Premier League last year than, than anyone else being tied down to the club and being happy to be here. The main thing was, Gav, years gone by with Liverpool, when our best players wanted out, they didn't look for new contracts. They just wanted to leave. Wasn't it? it was never about getting more money. It was just like, I want to go and win trophies. Mo just wanted to be paid. He wanted to be stay. He wanted to stay. He always made that clear. He did, in fairness to him. He always said, look, I want to stay at Liverpool. They know what I want, and it's nothing mad. And you had Klopp signing on, and then you have Mo signing on. So, basically, in the last six months, the owners have... <laughs> tied down two of the biggest assets at the club. And for me, it's a welcome surprise. It's it's brilliant that it's done now and it's no longer a distraction. Um, to be honest with you, like I said, I've made me peace where I'm going. It's just great that he's going to get to be here now. And I'll put my hand up as well. The fucking agent turned me up like a kipper because I was saying, here's this prick off again because there was rumours that I was done and he's putting up laughing emojis and I'm saying, this fella is an absolute... Shy case. Uh, get him out of fucking club, sell them to whoever wants, and then he ended up just hoodwinking us and the club were all in it. It was brilliant, I have to say. It was well done by the club. Um, it, I was thinking it's a bit unprofessional replying to the, yeah. to the agent, and then I, I, I actually text you that text me was, saying, What's going what on? And I, said, <laughs> I said, I think he's signing here, Shani, and you were like, What? And then I'd literally only written that and I had to send you another copy of another tweet going, no, it's actually done look, here. It, it's brilliant that it just means, like, look, I've now down my mind, Mao will play until he's 35, 36, uh, the type of player he is. It's not too, it, that's not an alien thing anymore of these footballers that, that finally chill machines, they look after themselves. That that, that the average age now of retirement is, is up significantly. Uh, with with the way that they looked at, especially him, he's always looked after himself, and he sets an example for for the young lads. There, Carvalho said it today that look, it's only a good thing, and it'd be great for him, me to learn from him. He's one of the best in the world, and I don't think anybody. The only people who can put positive negative spins on this is the likes of Neville's and all of them because they've been the awards again because of oh shit that they've said, and I know that fans saying oh they broke that wage structure. Look, listen. The way I see it is, Gav, if a player comes in demanding the same money as Salah, you turn around and go, right, show me your numbers, right, you bring it to the table. Mal gets paid this because he does the business. And if you're doing the business, there shouldn't be an issue with playing players. If this fella's knocking on your door looking for money that they don't deserve, then mm. they should be told to get fucked. And that, and that's exactly the case here. Uh, I think he's earned the money. I think I think we all agree. I think when we, we spoke about this in shows, Gav, we said, 350 max is what you go. And if he's turning that down, you can see to yourself, it's greedy. And then I seen Spielberg's online going, if at PSG we're going to make him the highest power player in the world and all. Stop talking out your fucking holes, will you? They were no way we're going to give him more money than they were going to give him Bappe. Real Madrid wouldn't even want them because the squad, it, it, it's well known now that their players don't like him. They've all come out and said it. Modric, Rodrigo, they wouldn't have had him anywhere near it. Mm. So, they're all talking out of backsides when they're saying stuff like that. Mao's at the best place. 
that's that's what I believe. I think Liverpool, and I think that's why he stayed. Yeah, it's. Do you know what? Like I've read a few bits about um, if Liverpool are successful over the next three years that they have over the, the three just gone, they'll actually pay Mo Salah less money than they have. Um, uh, because I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about. Uh, I, I think I think it could be. Yeah, I think I think Mo Salah will get way more money guaranteed. But I think it is incentivized, but I don't know if he can he can top what he got in say probably 2019, 2020. Um and listen, don't get me wrong, if we if we're shit, he'll still get a whopper amount of money for three seasons. But the way the club have probably looked at it is right, we're gonna have to commit this amount of money. But on the back end of it, if we win another league title and another European Cup, we probably won't pay Mo Salah as much as we did last year, 19, probably 2019-2020, to be honest. And that's fine. I don't know if that's true, but there could be something in it. Um, I have seen people saying, um, oh, all we've heard is that they won't pay him this and they won't, and now they've done it, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I think it means that, for me, when I look at it, I say to myself, um, it's probably a testament to how comfortable they are with the rest of the squad. You know, and all these players are signing deals knowing Salah's gone last. They know it. They they like easily could someone could have walked in there and went, "I want three hundred because I know you're going to give them all three fifty. Look, look at the look at the look at the makeup of an Elgar in terms of where when these players are all due to expire. Now you have Virgil, Fab, and Mo at twenty twenty five. And Allison's, tw- I've seen Allison is twenty twenty seven. So they've even they they've given him another year on again. So they know basically, by the time we get to the end of these contracts, they're gonna know more about what sort of shape these players are in. So in, in two or three years' time, Virgil might be on the wane. Fabinho might be definitely on the wane. You might be sort of look at the blood them out. Then you know, what I mean? like so, they they have it down to a science. This look, I can't. I didn't think it was possible for this club to be run any better than it already is, but it's it's just strength to strength to every single window, every decision they seem to make, they just seem to get right. And then you have people, you have people still doubting. Honestly, uh, come here. No, no, and I'm not even talking about FSG. I'm just saying in just the general running of the club and how things go. Like it's mad. Like we'll get on to it, but we signed, we confirmed Cavallo today, right? And the thing is, Gav, I'm telling you now, I mean this, right? Nobody's talking about him. Hardly anybody. I'm Nobody. To see him playing. But, but listen, I'm not, I'm not joking. You. I swear <laughs> to God, right? If we hadn't assigned him, right? We, we, we've paid money for this fella when he was going for free. We didn't want a tribunal. Because I guarantee you, if Liverpool hadn't have got him, he would have been at Borussia Dortmund next year, tearing it up in Germany. Yeah. And everyone would have been going, oh my fucking God, look at this kid. And it would have been the Casey Sancho's yeah, Bellingham's going forward and your yeah, Haaland's where you're looking going, Jesus Christ, this fella's worth 70, 80 million. That's getting them from Fulham. We've we've done what I've said we hadn't been doing. Why weren't we going for Haaland before Salzburg, uh, before Dortmund? We, we've plucked this young fella out, Carvalho, and I'm telling you now, he's going to be ridiculous. I make no bones about it, and it's not even a case of putting. You hear Klopp talking about him. People are completely sleeping on that signing. It's not shiny enough. We didn't pay 20, 30 million for them. I'm telling you now, it's going to prove to be one of the best pieces of business. I think, it's the most exciting, I think it's the most exciting signing we've made this summer. And I know Darwin yeah. Nunes is 64 million. And we, we've coined the scene what he can do in, in patches. 
But Carvalho's kind of gone under the radar just a touch in that championship. Big time. But when everyone, anyone speaks about him, it's just like glowing. Um, Kev, mm. you know, we got your thoughts on the, on the signing the other night, but yeah. what does it do for the rest of the team? You know, and I want to get into where Liverpool stand within the rest of the challengers, I suppose, towards the back end of the show. <clears throat> but where does it, what's it do for the rest? Because, you know, you see Trent at the Formula 1 today and he's like, the ask him about the things like, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. A few more years with Mo Salah to win trophies. The minute the sign's announced, DVD puts up one of the, you know, one of the all-time great gifts, you know, um, and is absolutely thrilled. I'm sure other players have reacted as well, but we're in the squad, like, overall, but but when you look at likes of Carvalho, right, Luis Diaz, who's newish to the club, six months, Jota, who's looking probably to try become a proper number nine to play alongside Salah and has played really well with him. You know, Firmino's mate is still there. Darwin Nunes comes in and he's playing with this fella off the, off the right and he's just unbelievable. What's the deal, especially for that kind of front five or six? I think for the core of the squad, it gives them confidence in the project. You know, they could, they would have all known, I'd say fairly well in advance that uh, Sadio was going. So they could have probably stomached, you know, okay, Sadio's going, we've brought in some, we've brought in a big striker, we've played against him, we know he's a handful, so that's okay. But if you start to lose someone who's, as Shawnee said, is going to guarantee you 20 plus goals a season, then you're going to have agents in these players' ears. Are Liverpool really going to be comp- competing at the back end of next season or the season after? You know, you you have a short career. Maybe we should look be looking to get you a move X, Y, and Z. And the likes of Virgil, Allison, Trent, Robbo, they could play for any club in the world. And bar Trent, you the rest of them are all you know. They've come, they've come into Liverpool. Yeah, they probably love the club, but it's a job. You know, and they're no different to anyone else. If they can maximize their earnings elsewhere and look to win things, then they'll do it. The fact that they can now do that here just solidifies everything that they've been told when they signed their extensions. Because they would have all... I remember we said it at the time when Virgil signed his extension. You know, he would have signed on the understanding... After having a talk with probably with Mo and everyone, you're all <coughs> staying, right, lads? Yeah, okay. Then I'll I'll sign as well. Allison, yeah. same. Fabinho, same. You know, the spine of the side has been kept. It was always a case when coming to the end of the season, sell one, keep one, let one run out. You know, and even if Bobby doesn't let his contract runs out, and Bobby goes on a twelve month rolling contract from here until whenever he decides to leave then that's fine. You know, the other thing about the club as well, and it's a good thing when you're looking to attract players, the club doesn't force anyone out. They'll facilitate moves for players if they want to leave. The likes of Tacky wanted to leave. Sadio wanted to leave. You know, the players who want to leave, they'll facilitate a move, but it'll be on the club's terms. But they will get you a move. If you're a player looking to be to come into Liverpool, you'll know that if you sign a five-year contract and you do what the managers want of you, you will be kept and they'll back you to the hilt. And we're even seeing that with Ox. I think if Ox decides he wants to go, the club will facilitate a move for him. But if he decides he wants to run his contract down, they'll be fine with that too. You know, Before we came on air tonight, I looked at the on the website just to have a quick look at the squad numbers and 
who's who's been named in the official squad at the minute. And if you take out the likes of Nico Williams, uh, Ben, the Shadow, um, Davis, that's it. Yeah, Nat Phillips. You know the the, the ones who you know are going to leave. We've we've got a twenty five man squad now. So the idea of anyone coming in is going to have to be someone going out. You know, someone is going to have to go to make room in that 25 because you can only register 25. You can have the other younger players from the 23s and what have you, but next season is going to be 20 players available on a match day. 11 starts, 9 on the bench, 5 subs. So 5 will miss out in every game. But there's 25 there now. So if anyone is going to come in between now and September the 1st, that one or however many it is is going to have to be one in, one out for the next two months. And it's 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 open for debate as to who that one in, one in, one out could be. Oh, well, There's a couple. There's two or three. Well, that brings us on nicely because we've covered Salah's contract with the two lads that went on on Friday. Um, Kev's given us a nice feeling on what it does for the rest of the squad. Keith, Jude, Bellingham. Nah, 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 right. nah, nah, so you are you singing this? Yeah, hey Jude, all day. Yeah, because you love yeah. the music during the day. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <clears throat> the the best version of um, Hey Jude is off the Love <coughs> album by the Beatles. Do you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. It's slightly shorter. It doesn't have loads of nananas <laughs> in it. Slightly like, shorter. Because there's a lot of nan- all the nananas. Well, there's a lot of nananas yeah. in the normal version, which genuinely goes on for a minute and a half. Yeah, and, and not more. only that, when you're trying to sing along, you're trying to guess when it stops, yeah. and it's a fucking killer. Where yeah. in the love version, um, of course, love they, they, the, the the Beatles version of love is done in the Mirage Hotel in, in Vegas. It's yeah. a brilliant show over there, by the way, Keith. Oh, did but you see it? I've seen it. Before. I've seen it. Yeah, there. I've gone to Mirage yeah. and seen it. Yeah, there, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Um, it's brilliant. done by Cirque du Soleil. Um, yeah, quality. So but anyway, um, Joe Bellingham. I don't You know, it's. I. I Colin, I'm, I'm setting up. Okay, all right. So I put a thing on Twitter today and I said, Joe Bellingham this summer, I think so. That's all. I know nothing on, I know anything, I I know fuck all, because let's be honest, nobody knows fuck all, right? I just said that thing, I was thinking out loud and people were like, oh, you're this and you're that, and I was like, no, it's just, it's hot in my head. And one fellow was like, completely fucking meaningless, and I was like, no, it's just a thought in my head, like, just because I'm not pretending to tell you where that it's going to happen why are you getting so upset and one fella actually had to say to him how hard is it for you to grasp this is just this guy's opinion <laughs> but it was funny but there's no number 10 in the squad right I think we're looking for him I think Kev's right one will have to go for one to come in and it's just starting to scream Joe Bellingham for me and I think you know there's a there's a buyout clause next summer there's um, not or, well, there's rumour to be a buyout clause. So if there's not, it's a bidding war next summer. So Liverpool are looking to... Get, I just think it fits with Liverpool's strategy to go in and go, right, if it's 100 million, we're doing 100 million. If we believe this much, plus we can give him 200 grand a week instead of getting into a, a you know, a fucking auction next year where it's it's 150 million, 400 grand a week because someone's going to go berserk on him next year. Liverpool, I think, are trying to get ahead of the curve. What do you make on Joe Bellingham? Just your thoughts in your own head about him coming in, not coming in next season. Will it ever happen? Where do you sit with you, Ben? Because I think it happens this summer. I'm going to say it now. I think it absolutely yeah. happens this summer. So do I. I, nice. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be next summer. Right? I thought it was going to be next summer. 
originally I'm like, will Dortmund sell Haaland and Bellingham in the same summer? And the more I thought about it, I'm like, why wouldn't they? Do you know what I mean? It's not like Bellingham is a talisman to the team. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, he's an excellent player. But the way Dortmund recruit, they'll just get someone else in that nobody's ever heard of. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way they do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, they won't even have to get rid of the jerseys or anything. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to happen now this summer. The the chatter is going up and up. And if you look, do you remember um, Paul Joyce came out and said, no more business, boom. And everyone had a shift about that. But if you look at all the Liverpool journalists now, their cough is softening. James Pearce done an article, you know, and it was very much, if they can get him now, they will, but it have to be for, you know, the right price, blah, blah, blah. So it's changing from not going to happen, no midfielders. And we saw this with Thiago as well. All the big hitters said, no, it's not happening with Thiago. The day after, the, about 20 minutes after the pre-season friendly with Tranmere, where Carrius literally turned around and volleyed him on his own net again. <laughs> James Pierce came out and said Danny Ward was going to get a go at number one. Yeah. Uh, that game was at three o'clock. At half five, we announced Allison. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Pinch you salt. don't... That, that completely being used by the club, these... I don't for a sec believe that we're done in this window. I genuinely don't. No. Uh, well, I know a Kev saying one has to go out. I mean, we will sell on more. Nico Williams is going to go. Ox will yeah. go. I think there's even a chance that Naby Keita will go. To be honest, there's I a think. lot of talk. There's a lot of talk, isn't there, around Naby Keita? Yeah. Um, and strangely, with uh, Adrian Rabio, and that one doesn't make sense to me at all no. because he was he was earning a king's blade and ransom. And his mar is mad. His mar's a complete. Yeah, yeah. So that one doesn't. There was talk of him a swap with Naby and a swap with Bobby and all. It was. It, I don't know where that one's coming from. But yeah, I think I think Bellingham can happen now without anyone going out. Whereas I did. So me, my opinion was. He won't do two. Dortmund won't sell two in one summer. Then that changed. And I'm like, why wouldn't they? Then I was thinking, ah, you know, Liverpool are doing, you know, it's been a big summer with uh, Darwin Nunes coming in and the young lads coming. I don't think we'll do it. And then I was thinking, well, why won't we do it? Because Jurgen Klopp signed a new contract and all the talk around that new contract was that he would be backed in the transfer market. And that's always the angle I, I sort of see that from. It's, if we don't sign a midfielder, it's because Jürgen Klopp feels we don't need a midfielder. Now I'm starting to think, well, maybe Jürgen Klopp does think we need a midfielder and that all the talk of Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham. I think it's I think it's a grade that Bellingham's coming to Liverpool. Now, whether it's now or next summer, there's no other strong links to him. We can talk about bidding wars. I think he has his heart set on playing for Klopp. I don't think any fucking... It, it stinks of Van Dijk. It stinks of... Uh, even Oxley Chamberlain when he was going to Chelsea, <laughs> oh, when he was coming to us, Chelsea were offering him more money, and he just wanted to come to Liverpool. And to me, that's what Bellingham. That's all I'm seeing with Bellingham now. If you are reading reports that Dortmund's stance is sort of softening as well on this, everything, all the stars are lining up on this one yeah. now in the last twenty four or forty eight hours, and it just looks to me like something? it's going to happen. Can I ask yeah. you something? Because, uh, like, genuinely, um, I'm I'm not clueless when it comes to this, but I I pay little attention right pay a little bit of attention not not overly to, to, not too much like mad attention to it but if Dorman named the price for him for next summer it's not this summer they've named the price for it's next summer they've named the price I don't no know. is it 
Yeah, yeah I thought I thought I read somewhere. Supposed to be like, named the price of once because Sean he said that, didn't he? I thought it was like Dorman had named the price of one hundred twenty million for next summer for Joe Bellingham. Well, he, they never like one thing I'll say about Dorman is, and anyone who like is anyway inclined and follows this sort of stuff, like your man Watske is never backwards about going forward. He always comes out and says, and they always have the first year when they were negotiating with United, it was like he's not for sale, and he didn't sell him. And then what happened was, towards the end of the window, I was like, look, if you want them, you'll have to give us £120 million, and that's it. We don't want installments. And you know, it fucking huffed and puffed for the whole summer. I never got them. But, and your man Watka literally came out and said, you have until, I think it was something like, yeah. you have until the you 11th did, of July. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. You have until the 11th of July to get it done, or he's staying. All right? And they will do that. And they, he's not coming out and saying he's not for sale. I'd imagine... Look, the way I see it is that all the, the articles was uh, Liverpool are looking to reinforce midfield. It'll be 2023, and it's long known that Liverpool are admirers of Joe Bellingham. Look, how long, how, how long have we known this, that Bellingham was... Liverpool are big on Bellingham. And there was always the talk as well of, of his dad as well being big on it. There was even talk of bringing his brother in. and There's only been two real solid links to midfielders this summer and it's Borella and it's been Bellingham and there was too many and I, I, I said on the show I think it was the last show I was actually Sorry, on Tiernan, was the last time says on. he said he wanted to entertain offers below 120 for this window yeah which so, is about 104 million pounds from, from what I was told boy if I was told stuff before and been right like we had a deal and all tied up for too many it was ready to go and it was literally for half the price that Madrid did it and they just come in and blew us out the water because of the whole uh, Mbappe stuff. So they were going to go big on too many because I, look, I am of the idea we do need a, need a midfielder, but we need the right midfielder. I wouldn't sign the midfielder for the sake of, for the sake of just signing one. So there's obviously two that they have looked at, is Borella and Bellingham. And I genuinely feel if he has got a price, I think, I think we will pay. Because you need to realise that these things are never always up front. The club will walk it out with, with Dortmund. If it's that. 100 million and he signs a six year deal, they'll, they'll pay them, what, 18, 18 million a year yeah, or whatever it is. Possibly. Look, I don't, I, look, I'm not that pretty. Like, I'm, I'm genuine, I'm not, but I just know that it's not always all paid up front. And look, we've seen now, it's come out now that Liverpool did talk to Mbappe when there was so much talk about it, that they were talking to him. He came out and said it himself. There was open dialogue. His man wanted him to go there. There was talk that we actually had agreed a fee with Dortmund for Sancho, and Sancho just had already accepted mega wages from Manchester United, and we didn't want to go anywhere near this. So we've been in the hat and been in the conversations for these players that we wanted, but you can tell the ambition is there. For me, this is going to come down to one thing, and it's if you look at all of the big names that we've brought in, it, it's going to come up to how much Joe Bellingham wants to play for Liverpool. Because I, there's only two teams I see him signing for, and it's us and it's Man City. I think Man City next summer will literally throw everything at him. And it, it's going to be up to him how much he wants to play for Liverpool because it's going to be like Van Dijk. Do you fancy him more than you fancy City? Luis Diaz held out way it came to us. You know, like, it, it's going to be one of those things because he's going to have options. You need to realise Alisson wanted to go to Madrid before we got him, and then they signed Courtois. 
and he, we ended up getting him. So it's going to come down to Bellingham. I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to be a dickhead about it and start pushing out Dortmund because they did give him the chance. He does seem to be like the love there and he has his head on. He's a 19 year old kid, but when you listen to him speak, he, he's way beyond his years. He's, he's a clever lad. We heard him talking in the post-match about the the, board, the referees at Bayern. He has a bit about him. He has a bit of bite about him. We've seen the clips of him fucking digging out teammates. We've heard him talking about the the issues amongst the England fans after the Euros. He's a very, very clever, intelligent lad. He seems to have really good relationship with Hendo. And I would be absolutely stunned if we aren't at the very top of the queue for this lad. And... If there's a possibility that it can be done this summer, or oh, I genuinely think we'd be crazy not to do it because, look, for whatever reason, I don't think Southgate will because fucking Southgate is missionary sex, ready salted walkers. He's bored on us. What did you say to him? He's, him before. he's bored on us, fuck. He's a geography teacher. No, he won't play this, fella. What, you, what was you said to him about him before? He goes, what, yours is cocktail sausages and chips off the menu, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'd say he gets home from training on a Friday, like a, a wild Friday night for him is doing an order on the cutlery draw. Like, that's the type of bloke he is. Yeah, he's just, yeah, yeah. he's far on his fuck and Checking he might not play about him. But if you had to throw someone like him in and he had a few good games, this kid is on it. Lads, if now I have been long on on this wagon. Like I, I think I'll support him wherever we wherever he goes because he's a really likable lad and he's a phenomenal yeah. footballer. I doubt. I this this could be the one if we sign him, Jesus Christ, honestly. Birmingham well, retired his number when he left. He was seventeen. Yeah. No way. Look, everyone laughed. Everyone laughed, but it's a market just how he's he's so he's so fucking talented honestly yeah. it will be huge if we can get this kid it, it would honestly be huge well kev you know i know you like to talk about value for money in players you've, you've had very yeah. strong feelings on rafinha um with the yeah. value and, and other players but a couple of things on him right one is he worth that sort of money in your opinion i think shawnee and keep believe he is and um i'm happy to go with with their opinion on it <laughs> But is he worth that sort of money? And two, is this our best chance, Kev, this summer? Because I know his father and his fucking, his, his brother and all his friends or whatever they are, Reds, and they go to Anfield and all that. But at the end of the day... They're not Reds, I don't think. What? They're not Reds. Who? The family. I don't know. I think his father... His dad is. a Liverpool fan. Yeah. I don't know. Right, the all are, Keith. Well, he will be. Well. He will be. Yeah, right. He will but anyway, there's all the talk about his father wanting to go to Liverpool, Liverpool fan, all this sort of stuff. Sorry, Keith, for fuck's sake. Uh, but <laughs> we got pulled up for saying that our Emma got lashed out, but one of us got lashed out for saying that, and someone in the chat pulled us. Yeah, up but you want to see what happened to me Friday night on this fucking oh, show? So this is me saying that is like fucking next to nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, absolutely bullied I was on Friday night. But Kev, is there a best chance? Because no matter all the toys and stuff like that, if it comes to next summer. If Liverpool are willing to put 100 million quid down now, right, and give him X amount, I don't know what he's on at Dortmund, but they could treble his wages, right, for argument's sake. Is this the best chance? Because next summer could come and they go, right, the price is 120 million, right? It's gone up. Plus, now you have, like Shawnee said, you have City come in. Do Real Madrid come in? Do Manchester United come in? Do, and they're all going, we'll just pay you 400 grand a week. It's no problem. Yeah. 
because and I know people go 400, 400 grand a week are you mad killing a, or killing a Bappe is on a million quid a week or something you know mm. insane yeah. money this guy is 19 and is you know touted to be one of the best midfielders in Europe over the next 10 years is this our best chance Kev and is it value for money yes it's our best chance to get him this summer mm-hmm. is he worth 110 120 million pounds no but Euros. will he be Euros, will he be? Yeah. He's not you don't buy you don't buy him for next season. You're buying him for we said it Friday night. You're buying him for the length of the contract. You're buying him for a decade. So is he worth a hundred million? No, not a hope in hell. That would make him the rich, the most expensive central midfielder in world football, as far as I off the top of my head. And he's not worth that for now. But Three years under Klopp, and yeah, he could be. At 21-22, you could be talking about Kevin De Bruyne Mark II. You could be talking about how good De Bruyne is now at 22-3. You know, but it's a huge gamble. You're basically betting the house on this kid because we all said, like, you can't, we can't afford to get transfers wrong. You definitely can't afford to get a hundred million pound signing wrong, you know. And I don't look. I I think it'd be a safe bet. I think if you're buying a player at twenty nine, you put him on a six year deal. You probably renew it after four years, and you extend it out for another five, and you hopefully tie him down to the club till he's thirty. And then you look at what you're building. You've got you'd have Bellingham, you'd have Jones, Elliot, Carvalho. You'd have Diaz, you'd have Trent, Gomez, Canate, uh, Kelleher, Kelleher's still there, Canate, Gomez. Do you know what I mean? You've future proofed your squad until 2030. You know, on the strength of one really adventurous summer on the back of a title push, an FA Cup win, a League Cup win, a Champions League final, a new Nike deal, expansion of Anfield. And an expansion of the Champions League where our gate receipts are going to go up because we're going to be playing more games. We're going to have more games on TV. We're going to have bigger revenues. You need that caliber of squad to attack the next 10 years. I think you're dead right in what you said. If you wait, if you dither, you die. And if there's a, once Dortmund put a figure out there, there's a deal to be done. Yeah. And if there's a deal to be done. And there's a look bad on Liverpool, Kev. If the money's, the, the, the figure's out there. And Liverpool kind of go, oh, no, do you know what? We wait a year. There's a poor doubt in Joe Bellingham's mind where he says, well, the price was out there and he could have got me for this. And they're still going to take a chance in 12 months' time that they get it maybe a little bit cheaper or, you know, it's kind of, could have put a doubt in the player's mind that I think it's different now, though, I think it's different now. I don't think I don't think it's the, it's like it used to be. Years ago, you used to have to agree a fee with a club before you talk to a player, but I don't even think that's the case anymore. I don't think, I don't think players go near clubs unless they have sort of a an agreement Company, from the yeah. player side that they that willing to join. I don't even think it's a tapping up thing anymore. That's so. Liverpool I mean, wouldn't be vesting this amount in this amount of interest if they didn't get like feelings from the other side that. This is something that they want. Like you need to realise. I watched the thing earlier. There's a channel called Tifa Football, and they've done yeah, a video yeah. about Bellingham. And he, he, he was brought around, character and showed around, and 
apparently Ferguson was there to meet. This is only when Ole took it took over and he went in. It was before he went to Dortmund and Ed Woodward turned around to his father and said, "I can have him on two hundred and fifty grand a week by the time he's twenty one." And he kind of looked at him and said, "What?" But the reason why he picked Dortmund is because when he went to Dortmund, he said, you're going to play first-team football and um, hopefully you'll be a full England international by the time you're 20. Yeah. So that would show you where that show you where the father's heads are and where where the players' heads are. Oh, you think about, look at Klopp. What would Klopp do with him? Let's be deadly. Let's be honest. Uh, do you know what it is? Can I, can I take that? Because... <clears throat> And I want Keith. I want Keith and Shani. I'll probably come back to you on on the next question that's on screen. I'll leave it there for a minute. What could Klopp do with him? When anyone asks that question, I always think back to Stephen Gerrard, and I always think if Stephen Gerrard, and I'm not talking fucking ten years younger, I'm talking three years younger when Klopp takes over, he would have. Oh, I think he could have won it all with Klopp over them three years genuinely now the rest of the squad is questionable but I think Jared probably would have enjoyed those three years on the club like Jared leaves Liverpool uh, is he 30 he leaves 2015 so he's 35 35, 35. so right so say he's 31 when Klopp comes in so I get four years right and I think he would have enjoyed probably those three years the most what could Klopp do with a 19 year old Joe Bellingham it's endless and and the reason I say that is because Thiago Alcantara came into Liverpool and we all thought he sat there and he just sat on a swivel and he he, he passed ball and he, he go by the up player and you see him now and he's hounding people. He's he's pressing people, he's he's hitting passes where you go, that's fucking ridiculous, hitting shots, scoring goals. And you see it. This is Thiago, one of the best central midfielders you've seen in probably in the last fifteen years, right? Easily probably one of the best midfielders you've seen in fifteen years. And he's actually saying, Klopp has done this for me. He's done that for me. He's done that for me. And this is a guy that's meant to know it all. This is a guy that's meant to have seen it all, won it all. Well, has seen it all and won it all. And, yeah. you know, we should be building a team around him where Klopp went in and went, you're brilliant, but this is my team and this is what you need to do. And Thiago looks to add even more dimensions to his, his play. So what he could do, oh, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's mad. Um, Couple of things here before we get off, right? Keith, Sean, let Keith go first, then Shawnee. Um, first of all, Jeremiah says if Bellingham wasn't English, he would be 60 million max. Okay. Um, and Marcus puts in a super chat, by the way, just to let people know, super chats will be gone off this channel very, very, very soon. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, but Marcus says, and I can't even fit that in in such a long um, thing. He says, uh, the hype over Jude is madness. He's good, but come on. He doesn't transform a midfield for a fake out. Never He's not them. the missing piece of the puzzle. Keith, um, how do you take those yeah. two before Shiny absolutely upends Marcus uh, yeah. and <laughs> friends? No, he... no, wait, 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 Keith, thanks for the super chat, Marcus, but yeah. you might regret it. Keith, here we go. No, no, do you know what? I'll take the force and Shani can take Marcus, okay? okay? So, Duke Bellingham, 60 million if he wasn't English. 100% probably correct. Um, but we know about an English tax. We all know that English players come at a premium. And this is the reason why German clubs are now buying young English players because they know they'll sell them back at a huge premium when it comes to selling them. Now, are Liverpool going to be taking to the cleaners over Duke Bellingham? No, because... 
he has established himself in the Champions League, in the Bundesliga, in the international setup. And while 100 million is too much for one player, I think that personally, but it's not my money. And if Jurgen Klopp thinks he's the right man, because bear in mind he's English, he's homegrown. Fabio Cavallo is homegrown English. Man City will be scabby for homegrown English as well. Be, all of them will be looking for these lads. So you're paying a, a huge premium to get them in when they're English and when they're um, on that, you know, in the England team. Look at Declan Rice. You know, the figures being touted for Declan Rice is 100, 150 million because he's in the England team. And that's the way it goes. Jared Bone, once he got capped for England, his price is going up and up by 20, 30 million at a time. You just have to accept that. Is this kid worth it? He's not worth 100 million. But if you got him for 60 million, would you be happy? Of course. If you look at it, and it, it doesn't matter the player you're bringing in now, we have to get away from what Jude Bellingham is now and, and sort of Kev touched on that you're buying him for the period of his contract you'll only know how good he is for you at the end of his contract or in a couple of years time so if a team could have come in it's let's like, say it's when, like Steven, when you know, it's like when you know you signed an 18 year old Wayne Rooney 20 years ago yeah for exactly it's exactly and that's the, the sort of thing I was going to say there you robbed it on me but if Sorry, somebody please. came in and, and tried to sign Steven Gerrard at 19 and offered Liverpool let's say 40 million at the time people would think they were mad you know, if you're going back to 1999, 2000, I think Zidane had gone to Real Madrid at that stage for 50 million. And it was like, Jesus Christ, like, what's going on here? But if you look then at the end of the player's career, was he worth it? Of course he was worth it. And we don't know if Jude Bellingham is worth 60 million now. You have to look at it and see in, you know, five years time, was he worth the money? And that's when you make the thing. So Liverpool are going to make a calculated risk. Jurgen Klopp's no mug. He's no fool. He knows what he wants. He knows every single quality that Jude Bellingham has. The coaching staff know every single quality, and, and they Harris already been know. All over him. Yeah, they already yeah, know. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and Trent's been in his ear. Yeah, they already know exactly what he's going to do for that team and exactly what he will bring to that team if he goes there. So there's no sort of. I don't think there's a risk personally. I think these, if Liverpool want to spend that money, they, they, I said this about Darwin Nunes. If we're willing to spend that though. They must be confident that they're getting what they what they really know out of the player. Jude mm. Bellingham at 120 million is a less of a risk than Darwin Nunes at the price we pay for him, in my opinion. Well, that's that, that, that's how widely I'd rate him. Marcus, uh, look, I I'd imagine by saying that you haven't watched him much. That's the only because I can't. I don't want it's your opinion, and that's fair enough, mate. But I don't get how you could come to that conclusion because, to be honest with you. If Joe Bellingham doesn't transform our midfield, then I actually not sure there's a player out there that would. Yeah. Uh, like, so what does he bring, not, Sean? So, 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 everything. So, right, everything. okay, no, no. In all seriousness, right, we signed Joe Bellingham tomorrow. He goes into pre-season. He plays for Liverpool on the 6th of August. We turn up at Fulham. Um, what, where do you expect, where would you expect Joe Bellingham to play? And what do you expect to see from him? Is defensively, offensively, on the ball, off the ball. What what does he bring, Shawnee? And I'm only asking that as that's not me being a, a prick. That's me being someone that I would say I've just seen Joe Bellingham play ten times. Everything. I think he brings everything. I think he can deal with all. I think I genuinely do. I think he can deal with all. I think he's brilliant off the ball. He's a great tackler. He's great vision. He's a leader in that Dortmund team. Uh, yeah. He's only he's just he's just torn nineteen, he's just torn nineteen. Mm. That's what you need to realise. When you hear the way these speak about him, these players speak about him, even the lads of the England setup, 
look at him though. He can do it all. If you want him to play off the striker, he can play off there. He's a box to box eight. He can sit in the six if he has to. He has to pass and pass and range. He has the legs. He's strong. He's very physical. We've seen him against City in both of the games. Uh, what the what the Guardiola seventy after the game? There's no way he's only seventeen. He said. Yeah. That's what he said after the game. He said he can't be. It's impossible. The maturity he plays with. I think he's he's ridiculous. He's the best. And this is not this is not actually a. This probably be seen as a bit of it. He's the best midfield talent I've seen in war football since Paul Pogba at Juventus. Now, I know that might put a few people off, but you need to realise that the ability that that Pogba had, he just made the wrong choice when he went to Manchester United. Uh, I, I, I do believe that. But Bellingham is ridiculous. He's 19. I, I, when I seen the other day, he's only torn 19. He hasn't actually played yeah. professional football, playing with football yet at the age of 19. We signed this fella to a five-year deal. He'd be 23, 24. He'd be the same age Trent is now. It's, I genuinely... I'd, I'd, if we could have one sign in this summer, it would have been him for me. And even yeah. next summer, it'll be him if we don't get him. I think he's brilliant. I think the biggest thing for me is his attitude towards the game and all the sound that we heard from, like, from his father and the stuff that we hear is that he loves football. He lives and breathes football. It's in the family. You look at his younger brother. You look at the reasons why they torn down. You know, it's fair enough. And people are saying, look, Pedri and Gabby, that's a Exactly. Would you take Pedri and Gabby if you can get them? Fucking right. Fucking cost you yeah, But yeah. it's impossible to get them. Mm. It's impossible to get them. Yeah. And that's like, what I'm like saying. They're, they're, both, yeah. of them, both of them, or well, I know it's Gabby anyway, are yeah. literally just, Hovering, waiting for that billion pounds. They're brilliant. We've done a show. We've we done a show about them. We've done a show about them about six yeah, months did. ago. Yeah. It's impossible to get them. Look, and I mean it. Look, they're, they're unobtainable. That, and, and we have an opportunity to obtain a player. Yeah. Up People think Gavi is obtainable, but he's just waiting on a proper deal off Barcelona, which will That's come now because they've got their funds, and he will have a billion pound buyout. So yeah. nobody's going near him ever again. Yeah. Pedri, I think, has a half a billion pound buyout if I, if I remember rightly. That's going back he's, from the show we don't, but it's fairly. It would be fairly. He's huge, tough. and I tell you what, he's exactly what we need, and it'd be exactly what Kev said. Signing like Bellingham, your future proof in your squad for yeah. a long, long time. Just what people, one people single signing. Like people are talking about Pedri and Gavi, right? And I think they're all fantastic footballers. From what I've seen them, um, Gavi, yeah. I think it was Gavi recently playing with Spain, and he was just fucking yeah, outrageous. He's, good, right? he's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. But can't toy his laces. But, but at nineteen, at nineteen, Joe Bellingham's probably played more football than both of them. Played bigger mm. games than yeah. both of them. Played in bigger competitions more regularly than both of them. You know, and this is a me going, Gavi and Pedri are fucking shy. I'm just saying, like, you know, Gavi and Pedri, because they're at Barcelona, it's like they're at Barcelona. I think Dortmund get a bit of a rough deal sometimes because of the club they are, even though the track record for bringing players, Sancho, Hall, and there's others, even when you go back to the likes of um, the the guy that ended up at United, and he, um, was it Kagawa, yeah. yeah, you know, and you see, you see all these players that they've brought in, and you kind of go, "Well, Mkhitaryan is another one." Lewandowski, yeah, Lewandowski, it's, it's, go, yeah, it's so fucking good. Like, and but he still kind of get oh, he's only at Dortmund. Listen, I'm I'm I've seen him play about ten times. I'm going off what the likes of Shani, Keith, Kev, and others will tell me. Um, but I think the biggest point in all this is you're paying a hundred million pounds for the duration of a contract. 
And the funny thing is, you could be sitting here in three years' time going, we have absolutely robbed some. It's a bit like yeah. when we signed Van Dyke for 75 yeah. and people went, what? And now you're sitting here going, 75 million, you should be going down to Southampton with another 75. Uh, our court, just to be courteous yeah. to them and give them another 75 because he's that fucking good. For me, like people are saying, um, like that's why I asked the question, where did he fit? And other people are going, if you're signing midfield, would you not sign someone that would deputise for... Um, you know, for Fabinho, this is a completely different signing. This signing is is a watershed moment in in, in a Liverpool midfield for the next decade. And on top of that, I think Henderson ends up there as a deputy for for Fabinho for the next year anyway. And I think Bellingham will come in. If Bellingham was to come in, you would probably look at him and go, "He's playing on the right of a tree." Yeah, he's playing on the right of a yeah. tree. He has the engine. He has. He can go backwards. He can go forwards. He has the vision, like Sean. He says he's 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 physical. He's strong. He's quick. He's an eye for a pass. He's an eye for a goal. He's. I think he's what we thought we were getting. Aaron Naby Keita, but on the right hand side of the midfield three rather than the left. And he I can do know, it on the left. And listen, well. yeah. And but listen, come here and I tell you, I know nothing about this about this situation. Absolutely nothing. I just today I was thinking about it and I thought I think we actually go for him. So we'll have to wait and see. It's Did you see the links? Did you see the the talk is that Dortmund are looking for Harvey Elliott as part of the deal and all these little nuggets are coming out. And they want the Dortmund are looking at him from Salzburg. Yeah, um, Sutic, Sutic, Lucas Sutic, and apparently that's what it's going to be. And the lad from Aston Villa. The Jacob Ramsey, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're going to bring in these lads for, but he's out of contract, isn't he? Because Gerard Gerard wasn't mad about playing Mm. him, yeah. He's out of contract, but the talk is Liverpool were linked with him. But the talk is all he's going to Dortmund because Dortmund know what they're doing, they Mm. will have the next player. And we've all said they give a platform, they give a platform to these players to play. Sean, he said it there when he was at Gaunty United and they're offering them all the blade and money and all the shiny shite in the world. But Dortmund are saying, listen, you'll be playing first in football. I mean, as I said, Birmingham retired this young for his number. But but you wouldn't. wouldn't. He's playing championship at 16. This kid's tough. Chuck Wemeng, Chuck Wemeng, Chuck Wemeng, that's like um, all I can Chuk think Wemeng. of is Chumba Wumba. Um, <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. But but you wouldn't put a past him to sell him for a hundred million, bring in the guy from Villa on a free, and they're literally selling him for 60, 60 million quid in two years' time. Yeah, because where will he go? Because where, where will model. English players that's go? Model, English though. players will always go back to England, and English yeah. teams will always play that premium. They're dead boy. Do you know what they're doing? They're not stupid. <laughs> Red, and, Red oh Steve God. reckons we should just do a straight swap for Salah. But listen, it's been it's been a really good chat on Joe Bellingham, and look, um, a few people got the wrong end of the stick when I we got to we got to eleven o'clock tonight, Gav. After loads of noise of about, and it hasn't been poo pooed by any of them, by the usual suspect yet. And it's normally around half ten where <laughs> they they release for tomorrow's Killjoy's papers or whatever out, yeah. or the Killjoys. There's no words. There's no nothing. There hasn't been anything. Uh, and for me, that silence will be definite between now and the end of the window. And don't I guarantee? Look, does it, if you don't sign them in, in this window. I guarantee you the day after that window shuts, it's all going to come out how hard we are pushing to get this one done because we proved in the past we will wait 
once it's the right player. We did it with Canate. We all lost the fucking head when we signed Kabak and Ben Davies going, what the fuck is going on here? Little did we, we know, just four, get this, just get four, five play, week, yeah. four or five weeks later, they come out that Canate is on the way in and he's the one that they wanted. They've done this before mm. and they should have our outright trust in everything that they do. And if it's a fact where they probably they're probably winding up now going because look, you know, Inter are one of these teams that need to sell a big boy every year to balance their books. There's talk of screen you're going now. The longer that goes on in the window, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool are rocking the bow for Borella to see if he can get him for cheap. And maybe they'd look at maybe Borella for fifty million as as a different option and down the road probably revisiting. But some a lot of people are saying there in the chat now, I don't know how true it is that James Pierce is saying that Liverpool wouldn't have an issue paying the fee for Bellingham. I don't know where that's coming from. I've just seen a few people posting it. I don't know whether maybe that was said in the Athletic or anything, but if that's true, well then that's something definitely to to hang on to because Pierce has said it, Maddock has said it, Lynch has said it, and Paul Joyce has even said it that Bellingham is one that they're looking at. I pay no mind to the dawn in this window. I think I think it's bollocks. I do, I do. If Liverpool were done in this window, they wouldn't have announced Salah yesterday. They would have left that until the end of this window, August, because they are, they can be tactical like that. Mm. And yeah, I know. I think when it comes to, I think when it comes to Liverpool in this transfer window, I think that Salah stuff over the last couple of days, um, as will kind of teach you to, um, ex- expect anything, because like, let's be honest about it. That Salah day is, is announced on Friday morning. And before that, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody was saying, that's done, um, he's, he's, he's done, they're done. And it's like, they just came out on Friday morning and went, bang, done. Mm. And that deal is probably, like I said, that deal is probably done a week to 10 days before that. And it's all kept in house. And then Liverpool turn up in Greece with their camera crew and the whole lot. And they do all the lovely videos and stuff like that. And if that doesn't teach you, to understand that Liverpool will just do that business and then when the, when it's done you'll find out about it. Probably a week after it's done you'll find out about it. Um I don't think anything will. Great chat on Joe Bellingham. Um just to finish off, it's this I don't know, what day is it? The third of July, something like that. Um you know, we're nine days away, I think, from playing United in Bangkok. The team a lot of the team will arrive at um Kirby tomorrow. Um, for pre-season training to start. Some who've played in the, the the international stuff will get an extra few days off and will meet up with the team in Bangkok. But where do we feel we stand as a squad and taking in, into consideration the other squads around us and what other teams have done, where do you think Liverpool stand right now? Kev, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I think we're in a good spot at the minute. Um, you look at, if you're... If you're a Spurs fan, you're quietly content with what you've done in the in the window so far. If you're an Arsenal fan, you're scratching your head thinking, what are you doing? There's not much of a plan going on there. Um United are in the in the mud. Chelsea are with them in the mud. City are going through a transition. They've they're the way they're gonna settle down and play, it's gonna be interesting to see how Pep gets a tune out of Haaland. He doesn't really look like a Pep type of player. Um, we're really settled. You know the changes we've made. Fine, we've you've lost Origi, you've brought in Darwin. 
Lost the you brought in Diaz, lost Mane. Jota's already there. Bobby's already there. So you we've got three players who can play in the nine. Jota and Diaz can play wide left. Salah, Elliot, Carvalho can play on the right. We brought in right back cover, which people have been screaming about for yonks. You still got Joe Gomez there. The squad is is really good, you know. And going into this World Cup year, we don't have much change. You know, Darwin is the one. Darwin is the one. He's the one that everything hinges on. If he hits the ground running, we're in for a great season. If he takes time to bet in, which is really possible, you know, there's not many players, strikers come into the league and hit the ground running. Anyone who does, who does fantasy football knows knows that. It's, you, you don't often put a striker into your fantasy football side that's just transferred into the league. It doesn't always work out the way you want it to. But you still got Jota there. Jota banked 20 goals. You know, so even though we've got kind of things to, to be nervous about and to be, you know, to watch out for, we've got some really great options as well. Quite, if the window closed tomorrow, we'd be challenging on, we'd be challenging on two of the main fronts anyway. Mm. Next season, uh, Jamrock asked the question: Why were we looking at a midfielder with Shu Many's qualities? I actually think Liverpool. I genuinely think Liverpool would have done Shu Many and still look to do Bellingham next season. But I think because of what's happening with Shu Many, I think they flipped it now, and that that's one of my main reasons. I think I think you'll probably see if they do Bellingham this summer, you'll still see a midfielder come in next next summer with the qualities of maybe show many are at that price 40 to 50 million quid that's probably what i think would happen jamrock keith um, well. yeah it was a good question um keith how do we sit amongst the rest because some of them look like they're doing good business some of them look like you know they're all over the shop and some of them look like they they haven't even copped on that the windows open yet yeah, I mean, the Salah news, as we said at the start, will give such a psychological boost to Liverpool that it takes away something that would have become a, a hindrance and a distraction. So the fact now that that's boxed off, you know, if we bring in a midfielder, some people won't be happy in the fan base unless we bring in a midfielder. I think the squad itself now, Kev touched on it there with Darwin Nunes, Man City... I've said it about Haaland they got lashed out oh, well, like as if Haaland isn't going to score loads of goals Haaland will score loads of goals but he will be straight into that team and you know if he doesn't hit the ground running it's more of an issue I think for City whereas I think with Liverpool I, I feel that you know if we decide that Nunes needs six weeks on the bench as Kev said we could start the season with Diaz, Salah and Jota and you know that that's not bad. Do you know what I mean? Like that, it's not going to happen. But you know that that's still tasty. We don't need Nunes to come in and like strike now from the very start. So we're in a nice position that way. The the Salah news changes the the sort of narrative then around right. The Nunes, we bring in two young lads. Really excited about Carvalho. I think we've all said that. You know, he is going to be, uh, the lads have said it, you know, the biggest sort of uh, X factor, I think, this season will be how Carvalho settles and what we get out of him. But I just think, you know, we've got all this squad now. We've got Harvey Elliott coming back into the four now. If we think back to that Southampton game at the end of the season, right, Harvey Elliott was amazing in that game. Curtis Jones was brilliant in that game. And that was the two lads playing together, Minamino there. You know, it, it wasn't like... 
Elliot had to be in with the main men. It was a patched up team and they were fucking brilliant. And that gives you the thing that we forget how Harvey Elliott was a mainstay in that team. You know, we've got talent in that team. We've got talent all over it. And I think we were guilty as a fan base, as all fans are, all teams are. I think we're guilty of maybe undervaluing what we have. And I think Liverpool are in a great position. I mean, look at Manchester United, right? They brought in that young lad from Foyen or have they got that one over the line last year? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they got him in. They're looking at a few Dutch players. I can understand why they're doing that because Ten Hag is coming from that Dutch league. Ronaldo's telling them he wants out. Do you know what I mean? That's a bleeding. I think for the, the I think it's for their best, you know what I mean? But it's still a bleeding distraction and a shit show that they don't want to be dealing with. They can't get the young over the line because he has to be ployed out of Barcelona or a fucking crowbar. There's just so much going on at them. Chelsea could be great, could be shit. Nobody knows. Spores, yet good signings. We know, everyone knows how Conte is going to play. The players he's bringing in, you can see where they're going to fit in. Will he break 90 points? I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. I think they're more established themselves and maybe looking at Chelsea. Can we reign in Chelsea? I'd say that's what their eyes are on. I don't think they're looking at Liverpool and City thinking, well, this is a year to overturn them. And we all know Conte doesn't stay long-term in jobs as well because he melts everyone's heads. So I think of all the teams, we're the best placed. And maybe unbiased, who knows? But that's just what I think. Yeah, yeah. Todd Bowley, Todd Bowley is like a man in the casino who copies all them out, putting them, putting his chips beside yours, isn't he? That's what he seems to be doing at the moment. Yeah, he seems to be around prices up. Sean, you know, the lads have spoken there about who we've brought in, in in Ramsey, um, Cavallo, Nunes, um, Salah signed the deal, you know, same as, just go again. This is Liverpool. This is what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think there's, it's 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 been like this for years, hasn't it? Where it just feels like everyone else is in trans, perpetual transition, bar us and City. But I actually think that kind of changes this year because I actually I don't think there's enough being said about the kind of shake up that's happening at Man City. I think they're letting go a few key players and there's talk that Barcelona are trying to cook it up so they can get Bernardo, Bernardo Silva out there and he wants to leave. I think Sterling is a big player for Man City, to be honest with you, I do. I think Gabby Jesus was another one who stepped up for them. City are in a little bit of a, of a mini transition with Fernandinho going out. Calvin Phillips, I, I rate him for City. I rate, I rate him for the team like City. I think if you're a team that has a lot of the ball, I think Calvin Phillips is a very good player because I think he's really good with the ball. Um, but the way I'm looking at the big picture, I, I'd say if you look next year, who's probably the four favourites to win the Champions League? Yeah, saying us, Man City, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and Real Madrid. That's the bench. That's the benchmark, right? Look, look at the business those teams have all done so far. Look, and that that's the marker. So this is the bit with that is literally the pace being set there. Bayern Munich have done some unbelievable business. Masrawi, Gravenberch, uh, Man Ian, and I actually the more I think about it now, I have a feeling that's where Ronaldo's going to end up. I think that they will engineer it in a way where he ends up there. And I think he knows that's where he sees a gap in the market to go to Germany, mm, Bundesliga. So. I do. I genuinely do. And I think Real Madrid have done really good business with Chiuameni and Rudiger so far. And they will do more. They will go on to do more business. And City have done good business. And they continue to do good business. And I also think we've done business. Yeah. And we continue to do good business. So I think we're in, we're in a great... We're in a great, we're in great shape. The real, the, the exciting thing for me is the unknown this year. 
like the, the the brilliant thing is about Darwin Nunes, there's no with Salah signing now, there's no real pressure on him to come in and start banging yeah. goals because we know Jota is is capable. Nobody is talking about Luis Diaz. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, crazy. Nobody. <laughs> and had you seen how good that fellow was at the back end of last year? Nobody is talking about him, guy. Imagine absolutely goals on top of that. Nobody. If he if he improves five to ten percent, fuck me. Seriously, and I mean, I'm, being, I'm not being funny. If his output goes up a slight percentage, like I'm, I'm yeah, talking like one of the best players in the world, and I, the, I love the fact nobody's talking about. I really do. I think he's gone completely under the radar. They're all throwing up who's going to be this that. It, same, it, with Jota, same with Jota. Yeah, yeah, Jota's another one. Jota's an also run. You know? Yeah, exactly. Look at his numbers. Look at his output. Like I, I will say one thing. I, not in a spoiled bad type of way. I do think we need a midfielder. I genuinely, I do. I think we need one in in midfield. And it's not. I'm not going to be fucking throwing my toys out of pram if I know if one doesn't come in because if one doesn't come in, I believe that they do have that mindset in Bellingham if they can't get him now. But I do think a midfield really completes this squad. Uh, I think with five subs next year, we will be really, really tough to stop. As will City, I genuinely do. But I do think, looking at some of the business down, I'd be worried if I was a Chelsea fan. If I was a United fan, I'd be even more worried. If I was an Arsenal fan, I'd I'd be worried. Spurs, I don't know. I think only one of the players Spurs have bought so far goes into that starting lineup. Mm. I think Basilma is the only one who will make a I'd huge Perisic. difference. Perisic will play on the left wing back for them, I'd say. And Jed Spencer, when he goes over the line, will go to right back. And will, if, 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 you know what I mean? Mm. If, uh, but the thing is, like, do that fellas, Conte is nuts. Like, yeah, you're never going to have that, like, that, we're all right now, this long-term plan is there. Because Conte is mad. Conte could walk in and have a bad lunch on the first Monday of pre-season and say, oh, fucking hell, I had it. Yeah. He's mad. He lost the weight. I'm nearly sure it was Bournemouth, and it was like, there's no way. I was literally watching the yeah. goal. There's no way this fucking. I'll tell you one thing. If Liverpool just sign a midfielder out, I'd, I'd say that's Klopp's more or less way saying, look, we gave you a Carabao in an FA Cup last year. Yeah. We're fucking them off. Because I think another attacker with another attacker. With Minamino or Rigi going, I think that might be room for one there. I, I just I don't know what it is. It's just something in the back of my head, like uh, someone to cover Salah mm. on the right side. Well, Sanderson says Sanderson the Sanderson show. I presume that's Callum. It's Callum. Um, yeah, it's Callum. Yeah. Fantastic show, guys. Being listening in question. Do you think? Do you guys think we need a right winger to compete with Salah? I don't think so. I think you could see a bit of Diaz over there if needed. I think you could actually see a bit of Elliot thrown in there if it's needed. Um, I'm not mad on Jota, Wyatt, but I think Jota could do it. Um, he has a mental game when he comes on right side. Do you remember against Leicester in the League Cup where he just come on, he's like an absolute animal. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they might use this season as a way of blooding someone in there, like Cade Gordon, who will get some Michael on the bench the other time. Um, against lesser teams in the league where we expect to be up, especially at Anfield, and you can bring them on and give them 15 or 20. Um, listen, 
you could probably bring a lot of players in to try to compete with Mo Salah, but how many of them are actually getting a fucking game? Let's be honest about it. Um, you're only going to fill that right wing position if Mo Salah is injured, suspended, or bollocksed. And yeah. we have probably he's enough never, He's never injured, he's never, he's never injured, suspended, he's never, and he's never, he's never bollocked. <laughs> so you're not getting a fucking game. Um, I'll tell you one thing what they could do is wait 12 months and see how Neto recovers from his injury at once. Yeah, Neto's, Neto's a just, proper player. I'll make, I'll make Callum's night for that because he's massive on uh, Pedro Neto. Yeah, no, yeah, Neto, yeah, Neto, Neto yeah, looks so... Neto reminded yeah. me so much of Luis Suarez the way he played before before he got injured and I'm sure he'll come back and I hope he does because he's a, he's a quality, yeah. quality player. I, th- I think if, they, if, they, if he recovers well this season, mm. he could be one that you'd look at next summer and mm. make him one of your key signings to maybe face Bobby out. To well, see, bring someone of that caliber in to add to the front three, you know, or the, or the front five, you know. I think, I was, digging me out. I, think yeah. I was digging me out in the chat there saying, Am I still uh, predicting Liverpool to finish second? I'll say one thing, boys, right? It's not a slight on Liverpool. I'm being serious saying this. If Erling Haaland stays fit, forget about it. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I, I just think. They're going to be even fucking worse to watch next year. Yeah. Because that big manga was going to be bundling fucking balls in all over the place. That's just mm-hmm. the way he is. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you never know. But Dicko digging out, Johnny. That's the crack. Um, anything else before we go, Kev? No. Just, they're all back tomorrow. Uh, fixture starts. I can't wait for the football to start. Remember the last time when you were on, Sean, you were saying we were sick of football. We were, it was just way too much. We were football. We were drowned in football. I, I miss it now. Mm-hmm. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough of watching every other sport known to man. And I even started looking up the World Games. I was like, no, it's just... It's <laughs> football. The it's World Games starts on Thursday. Um, we'll have a load of that tomorrow night. Um, by the way, Callum Sanderson, um, let me know what night you need me. 10 o'clock, I'm free. Um, I need a chat which I made drifty. Um, Keith, anything else before we go? No, no, look, enjoy tonight. It, it was good um, to have the positivity in Liverpool again because the lads are right. We all loved last season. We were going for an uh, unprecedented quadruple. We didn't get there in the end, but it took so much out of fans. Never mind players, fans. Shawnee said it, Kev said it, you said it. You know, it was such a fucking slog. And the fact that we've had nothing. The players have had to do that bleeding four games and that Nations League shite that was meant to reduce sort of the workload on players. They had to do four games in 10 days of that crap. But for fans, I agree. It's it's time for the football to come back. You know what I mean? Let's see Liverpool playing in fucking Tranmere or whoever else they're playing in the, in the pre-season because we need that little buzz. This season, it's an unknown element as well with this World Cup in the middle of it just get the football back and we'll deal with that when the time comes but yeah looking forward to it all good Lazlo's off to get chips and cocktail sausages fair fuck some the Sanderson show says Lazlo's kind of so okay then isn't he definitely Callum says deal guys down his waistcoat Callum says that's a deal with regards to me having a chat with Drifty Jamrock reckons that Drifty's gone to the principal's office no 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 I'm going on to their channel to talk to them. No, they're not coming here. I'm going on to talk to them. Um, I'm willing to give up home advantage and uh, switch the <laughs> switch the fixture to an away fixture. No issue whatsoever. Shawnee, anything else before we go? 
No, uh, like he said, I was fucking sick of the whole thing, but I'm delighted to be back. I'll be refreshing now. Me, me laptop all morning tomorrow, waiting to see Milner running around. Some fella sticking a needle in his ears, fucking down the <laughs> yeah. this lactate challenge. Like, you know, now he's kind of. I, I love this stuff. You know what I mean? I can't wait for the, the football. You love now. the inside the, training video. Fant- I love it. The, the, the fantasy football already has me up at night. Fucking oh, looking at prices and all I'm going to do. Are you still in a fantasy uh, football? We will be yeah, doing a fantasy football. Well, oh, I'm, de- I'm delighted to be back. Um, no more drafts are stupid. I'll give you one thing. Oh, yeah. I watched the back because I wasn't able. I was at a concert the other night. The yeah. quiz was the bollocks the other night. Yeah. It was deadly. Hey, you're not allowed on there. You can fuck off. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you, you shit. But I just, yeah, just do it again. I'm going to come on on a boner and cheat anyway. It's all right. It doesn't all make right. a difference. We're doing it on Wednesday. We're doing it on Wednesday. No, it's delighted, uh, delighted to be back and I can't wait now for... I don't even know who we're playing in pre-season, but... United. Man United. Yeah, we're playing them, yeah. Man United on the 12th. Man United on the 12th of July. In Bangkok. In July is next week. July, I know. Yeah. <laughs> How long is next week? Yeah, next Tuesday. Where, where are we Tuesday, playing? Yeah. Bangkok. Singapore. Is it Bangkok? I thought it was Singapore. One of them. Oh, Dad, you're on lunchtime as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, lovely. Let's be ringing in sick. Well, I don't. <laughs> I'm United, United, I'll be ringing in sick. Never mind. I'll just put the books if, if, if we don't know what United team will turn up but we know for a fact that they'll all be there at 9 o'clock in the morning on fucking time because that's what their manager does yeah. he gets them to work on time Kieran B said uh, what concert it was actually the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. and I don't know which one of you was my bosses was but I was on the way out of um, Marley Park that night and some mad fucker come out with me like well long goes, oh Shawnee fucking love the podcast and everyone starts turning around <laughs> looking at me. I was going, all right, mate. Everyone's looking at me like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You get there all the time. You get there all no, the time. Was, yeah, I was literally just walking down to the Lewis. It was, it was a bit yeah. of crack. Um, tomorrow we have winners and losers. Uh, spoiler alert, I'll be on and I will be chatting Gary Neville because why not? Um, Tuesday will be a transfer show. Um like usual during the summer Wednesday will be a quiz 50 questions this week we're reducing the time we're talking we're reducing the amount of talk between questions last week's quiz was the fucking business you were able to watch it on your TV play it on your phone Um it went down to the last question and we are at, we are Liverpool who do the Liverpool merchandise happen to be playing the show they they gave away, um, I think they gave a t-shirt to the lad that winner. I think his name was Ant, uh, gave him, and then we threw something on top. He ended up with a t-shirt and a hat or something. But, um, look, there wasn't meant to be any prizes, but it was absolutely brilliant. And it went down to the last question. So I'm hoping to have Emma and Matt back with me for that. They take turns reading out the questions and they get the rail like a married couple. It's deadly. <laughs> um, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. I don't, I don't know if we've anything on Thursday. We'll have sports unplugged on Friday. We'll be back with um, the fat back four, and I'm hoping to have two of in my life's uh, out this week. They will be audio only, so make sure you check out your audio podcast as well. Um, that's about it. That has been the fat back four. Thanks a million to all the people who've joined us. Loads of people watching tonight, which is great crack. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you a bit during the week. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.